I'm Lauren Green, and this is the Let's Meet for Coffee podcast. This podcast was created so I could have real, authentic, and encouraging conversations with my special guests and with you. We'll talk about faith, relationships, passions, and purpose. So whether you like coffee or tea, mimosas or matcha, grab your drink and join us. We're going to keep it real, grow together, and have some fun. Welcome to another episode of Let's Meet for Coffee. I'm Lauren, and I'm hanging out with Felicia tonight. Hi, Felicia. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So glad to have you. Tell us where you're, I want to say tuning in, but where are you at? Where are you located? (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the suburbs of Chicago, actually. Oh, snap. Okay, cool. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, kind of. Not really. Um, <laughs> I'm from Kenosha, Wisconsin, and okay. moved to Texas, had some of my solid childhood years there, and then moved back to Illinois, and I've been here most of my life. So, Sweet. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I'm in Orlando. So, oh, okay. So we're on, <laughs> we actually had a little bit of a disconnect on time zone. That was totally my bad, but... Um, We made it work and we are here. So we are talking with Felicia. She is the creator and founder of Worthy Soot. Um, That is her, I don't know if you call it a company or a brand, um, but she's going to talk about that. Yeah, please clarify. Ministry, business, a little bit of both. Yes. So, okay, let's just dive right in. Tell me a little bit of the story behind Worthy Soot. Yeah, man. The, the story is a long one, <laughs> so uh, I'll hit the main parts, but it actually started about seven years ago now, and I set out, um, it's a weird chain of events, which is something I, I really love telling people because I think a lot of times women just assume that you'll have a dream, you'll go out, you'll do it. And it'll all work out. Like, it's a very linear process in our heads. And that is never the case. Um, that's right. that's not, never the case. So <laughs> my story starts when I was, seven years ago, when I was a senior in high school, which is crazy. And I was visiting a college. I was at a coffee house. And it was really cool. You know, they would just have coffee house just had different students on campus playing in a band. They had um, skits that students would do, but mostly it was people singing or bands and there's lots of chatter and things like that. And there was a college girl who went up and did a spoken word. Um, do you know what spoken word poetry is? Yes. Yes. Yeah, awesome. I love it. So yeah, that was the first time I was introduced to spoken word poetry. I had no idea I remember thinking in my head, like, are you rapping? Are you speaking poetry? <laughs> are you attempting to sing? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> An elegant combination of all three. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I was mesmerized. Um, I couldn't, I can't tell you now what she was saying, but when she started speaking, the whole room went silent. And I remember being so captivated by the power and the presence that she had and how she could do so, how she could heal through her words in such a short moment. 
And Mm -hmm. I remember walking away from that and being like, I want to use my words, maybe not specifically in that way, but I want to use my words to speak healing and power over women, just like she did. And that was the catalyst that made me start thinking about, okay, well, how can I do that? How can I take uh, what God has given me and translate that into a specific calling um, for me? And so, yeah, that led to seven years ago, I came up uh, with the name Worthy Soot and wasn't quite sure what that platform would look like, how I would help women specifically. And there was a lot of Uh, This is the long story short part. There was six years of (laughs) me wanting to pursue this dream, but not being able to for various reasons. Um, Heartbreak, losses, timing, not working out, God needing to do so many things in my personal life in order to set me up in a position to actually serve other women. Mm -hmm. And... um, Yeah, and then a year ago, I actually launched Worthy Soot, launched a website and um, resources. So yeah, it's super cool to be here. (laughs) That is amazing. Where did the name come from? How did you decide on that name? Yeah, great question. I am, um, are you big on on the Enneagram? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a super, like I don't know too much about it. Right, yeah. exactly. I know mine. <laughs> okay, great. What are you? I'm a seven. Seven wing six. Yes. So that is the enthusiast and the loyalist mm-hmm. kind of fused together. <laughs> what a great, great combination. Um, one of my best friends is a seven, so you're, you're yes. in good company. <laughs> I am your, your woo girl, your hype yes. girl. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I, I bring that up because, one, I love the Enneagram. I just love getting to learn about people and how to care for them and love on them. And, yeah. um, two, uh, I'm a four, which is uh, I'm motivated by being unique. And so when I was thinking up a name for Worthy Soot, I was like, what is something that captures the gospel in a unique way? And mm-hmm. essentially, I, I grew up not believing that I had worth. And I would never word it like that. I don't think a lot of women grow up thinking in their heads like, oh, I, I don't have worth. We don't really walk around saying that, but our actions determine whether or not we think we have worth. And so I grew up um, living out my, my faith and my relationships in a way where I was settling for unhealthy relationships. I was... Um, I was, there was just, it was a mess. And so I remember being like, I want to capture that mess in the name of this ministry because it's so real. And I don't want to be a ministry that glosses over the hard things. I don't want to avoid the heartache and the doubts that we face as Christians and um, the, the moments of depression and the things that make our journey so hard because those things lead to transformation and we have to be able to talk about them. So soot is, um, represents the sin, the baggage, the, the crap essentially that you carry in your life. And then, um, the idea of combining worth and soot into worthy soot 
is that God is the one who determines our worth. God is the one who gives us our identity. And there is nothing that can take that away, um, that you are loved and chosen by the creator of the world. And so even when you're carrying that mess, um, you can live into that freedom and that truth that you are loved by Jesus. Wow, that is so, so good. That is so powerful. Thank you. So just a word of encouragement for you, because I just how you were mesmerized by that college girl. Yeah back in the day in the coffee house, I'm totally mesmerized by your words and the way you speak, the way you hold power and authenticity, like that is huge. And I just want to affirm you that you. it doesn't go unnoticed. Even maybe someone that's listening to you, they might not know exactly what it is, but there's something different in the way you carry yourself and the way you speak. So this is definitely something that God has um, equipped you for. This is something that God has anointed for you. Um, and I'm so excited that you stepped into um, the calling that he has for you, because this is amazing. This is so, so good. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm teary-eyed <laughs> internally. <laughs> thank you, that's so encouraging. Yes, I had to tell you. So let's talk about worth, right? Um, explain what it means to live in your worth. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a great question because I think we, it's one of those phrases when people say, live in your worth, you're kind of like, okay, cool. Like, what, what do does I do that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do with that? Totally. Um, and so, uh, how to live in your worth. This is something that I've really been exploring. Um, what does that practically mean? And not just practically, but biblic biblically, what does God say that looks like? And so I, I start with why is this important? I've had um, people reach out to me. And <laughs> I had someone reach out to me who said, um, why does this matter? And I was like, Oh, I was kind of offended at first. I was like, you're questioning everything I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's not about me. It was a great question. And so I just want to touch on why that question is even important in the first place. And I, I think of um, Matthew 15, 18, and it says, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person. And the message of that is that what everything you do stems from who you believe you are and who you believe you are, that is going to come out of your mouth and people will Absolutely. know, okay, that's where you stand. And so this is important because um, living in your worth allows you to live in freedom. And when you know how to do that, you can, you're not striving to prove yourself. You're not striving to earn love you are living in a way that you're, you're reflecting grace and confidence and freedom in Christ. And so that's why this is such an important question. And the way to practically do that, I wrote down three steps. I'm an overachiever. And so... <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to take notes. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Um, this is this is my life. I'm always going back and refining or I'm reading my Bible. And I'm like, OK, cool, God. I'm like, I'll just add another I'll add a 20th step to this. But <laughs> <laughs> I got it down to three 
main steps. And um, number one, how to live in your worth, own your mess. And again, I'm, I'm really big on this in my community. Uh, one of the questions we're constantly asking is how do you how do you honor your feelings while acting on truth? And with that, honoring your feelings looks like, okay, if you feel really down, really depressed, instead of pushing that away and saying, oh, I'm a Christian, so I'm supposed to be happy and content all the time, you say, no, 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 like, I'll let, I'll sit here in that brokenness for a second. I'm not going to yeah. dwell on it. But I'm also not going to shove it away because if I shove it away, it's going to come back twice as hard, three times as hard, um, and it will never be solved. And so I have to bring that to light. And by bringing that to light, it's saying, own your mess. Um, think about the baggage that you have, the sins, the, the lies that you believe. Um, if there's a way to make it more tangible is, say, you're in a relationship and you're trying to decide, do I continue with this relationship or not? And you can start by saying, um, you know, what are, what are the lies I'm believing about myself that's affecting this relationship? So maybe you're settling for someone and you're sitting there and you're going, okay, well, I, I don't believe that I can find somebody who I'm physically attracted to, spiritually attracted to, emotionally attracted to. And so I'm settling for someone that I'm only physically attracted to. Um, right. And so this really helps when you own your mess and you take that on a practical day-to-day -day level and you sit there and you say, what is contributing to me either settling or me feeling less than or whatever it is. Um, so that is the first step. And along with that, it's so important biblically to repent. So sometimes we have a mess that is caused by other people. Um, it's caused by the world. We're in a pandemic. That's not your, <laughs> your fault. You don't have to sit there right. and go, Jesus, forgive me. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. Um, and so figuring out like, am I, am I sitting in a mess that is my it's my circumstances or am I sitting in a mess because of my own sin? And when you can separate those two things out and distinguish those two things, it will allow you to go, okay, what's my next step? And if it's my sin, then my next step is to bring this to the Lord and to not just sit in this by myself, but to go to the Lord and say, here's my, here's my sin. I was comparing myself today to another woman and I was secretly wishing that her business wouldn't be as successful as mine. Or, you know, you can, um, yeah, just take your, take your mess to the Lord and, um, repent and turn from that and acknowledge it, but say like, I'm not willing to sit here forever. I'm not going to stay here. And right. that moves us. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And, to uh, just own your mess. And um, I feel like I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, go, go girl. <laughs> um, but like, that's just something to feel it. Cause like you said, if you bypass it or if you fast forward and you don't deal with it, then it just kind of gets covered up and eventually it'll just keep coming to light and it'll keep coming back. So just giving yourself time to sit is something that I've learned probably within 
the last two years that's so important because back to the Enneagram, like I'm that seven, I'm always just looking for the next best thing. Like, okay, whatever, like that happened. Like, just keep, like, just keep brushing it off, keep moving. Um, but sometimes you really need to be still and allow God to work in those dark places. I like that. Yeah, I love what even what you just said right there. So beautiful, beautifully worded. I mean, allow God to work in those dark places. That's yeah. ex exactly what we're doing. <laughs> because I hear a lot of people say like, you know, time will heal all, right? Like just give it time, time will heal it. But I really believe that it's like God invited into that time is what's gonna bring the healing, not just Ooh. time itself, right? Yeah, preach. <laughs> I'm raising Girl, all the hands. <laughs> been there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Um, when you're you're taking your mess to the Lord, um, sometimes that looks like taking your mess into community. There's there's certain things that we most things honestly we can't do alone, and so knowing who to take that to, and then the second huge step to living in your worth is fighting off lies. So um, armoring up with truth. What does that look like to armor up with truth? And um, I, I take a different approach when talking about worth because it is, it's not wrong, but a lot of times in the Christian community, we say like, who does Jesus say you are? Hmm. And I always think in my head, that's great. And we want to talk about that. But actually, we want to start with who is God, because how you view God is how you view yourself. Right. And um, if you if you don't think about, OK, well, your identity has to come outside of yourself. In fact, your identity always comes outside of yourself. Um, and is it in a firm foundation or is it placed is your identity in relationships that you'll you'll lose some you'll um, you'll gain relationships, but no no relationship is ever going to fully satisfy you unless it's in Christ. Um, and even on this side of heaven, while we're here, we will not fully know what that's like to be satisfied. Um, and so, uh, with fighting off lies, we we armor up with truth and we say, "Who is God? God is someone who." never leaves, never abandons. God is someone who determines our steps and invites us in to take those steps with him. God yeah. is someone who protects us. God is someone who, I, I love the verse that says, God works all things together um, for your good and his glory. And Romans 8.28, girl. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. <laughs> you know it by heart. <laughs> That's like a groundbreaking truth for me, you know, because I feel like, I, okay, not just me. Everybody has a broken story and they came from this mess. And I remember my mess and I don't ever want to forget my mess, you know, because I want to remember where God delivered me from, you know, how far I came. And I feel like when you remember where you were, you can so easily relate with the people that are still there and give them hope that you don't have to stay here. Like there is hope, there is 
um, a promise that is waiting for you. And there, you know, like there's better days to come. So, you know, asking who is God, like he truly does work it all together for our good, you know, for those that love him and who are called according to his purpose. And I think that your relationship with God is just like, you know, maybe some earthly relationships, you know, you don't just trust people, you know, off the bat, like I wouldn't just trust anybody to watch my daughter, you know what I mean? But the more you spend time with someone, the more you get to know them, the more you spend time with God, the more you get to know him, then the more you can trust him for what he says, you can trust his word because you're establishing that relationship. And um, yeah, that's all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's all I had to say. And I'm like, yes, yes, say no. That's great. <laughs> it's like, okay, the faucet turned off. That's it. <laughs> Next point. <laughs> oh, that's great. And that's so good because that's something that, especially in our culture, we're so big on self-worth and self-love. Yes. And it's like that, it, it's so selfish, which sounds dumb because it's like, that's kind of part of the definition culture wise. It's like, well, you, you put yourself first, you take care of yourself. You, and it's like, no, 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 we don't, we don't actually buy into self-worth in terms of culture's definition. Right. Um, we preach living from God's love, not self-love, but living from God's love. And that is a huge difference. That is going to drastically affect how you live out your life. Um, I think of even a specific, this might be a little bit of a tangent, but I'll keep it quick. I think of how uh, with the self-love movement, sometimes people are like, okay, if you have a friend and they're not, they're not serving you anymore, they're not um, contributing to the relationship anymore, then dump them, leave them behind. You're, you deserve better, whatever. It's like, actually, sometimes, a lot of times God calls us to love really difficult people. Yeah. And yes, there is truth to knowing boundaries and um, knowing what's good for, for your health and what's good for your faith and not going overboard, not letting people walk all over you. But also, there are times where God definitely places difficult people in our life or difficult seasons with certain friends in our lives. And he does not call us to go, all right, like, you're not serving me anymore, so see ya, I'm done. Um, yeah. That's not biblical. So it's super important distinction. That's a side tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um but yeah, so that with um, fighting off your lies, it's it's addressing the lies that you find yourself believing, and that is in your faith and your relationships. And so that that's one of the lies um, with with self love. It's like we we don't buy into self love. We live from God's love. And another lie that women believe very often is that um, our identity is a feeling. And that mm. is so dangerous. <laughs> that is so dangerous, especially because I'm a huge feeler. And so I'm a huge advocate of honoring those feelings and not bypassing them. Right. But also I've learned in my Christian walk, I cannot let what I feel change or 
um, muddy what the truth is. No, because- 100%. Because, I mean, I just hate that saying where it's like, follow your heart. Like, your heart will guide you. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, it's so deceiving. Like, if somebody pisses me off and I feel like punching them in the face, like, I'm not going to punch them in the face, even though I feel like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, gosh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Your feelings are so misleading. If we were to follow our feelings, oh my God, what a bigger mess we'd be in. You know, a lot of people do follow what they feel. And like you said, like that is not correct at all. And I think your identity is one of those things that can get wrapped up in not only your feelings, but I mean, can get wrapped up in your achievements, your failures. I've seen it even, not even, you know, relationships as far as like men and women, right? Like in a romantic relationship, like they let that relationship define them. But I've also seen it in parenting. So many moms get wrapped up in this role of being a mother and they forget who they are. Take their kids away from them for a day and they have no idea how to function. Like they forget their identity and who they truly are. You know, they... They're so used to caring for their kids and for their families that they they just they lose touch with themselves. They forget, you know, who they are, who God has created them to be. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to add that in there because that was a super good point yeah. as far as like a lie that a lot of women believe. Yeah, that's so good what you said, and that even even what you said leads to such a a great question which is um, what, it would be a great question if I could remember it. <laughs> I hate um, when that happens. <laughs> oh, it just went straight out my head. Um, but it'll yeah, come back. It'll come back eventually. But along with what you were saying is, is are, oh, okay, so if you lose that thing, are you going to survive? So the, the question is, Think about what's really important to you in your life and then ask the question, if I lose this, am I lost? Is my life over? Can I never move on? If, if the answer to those questions are, yes, my life is over, I could never move on, I don't know who I would be or what I would do, then you have placed your identity in something that will not last. Um, so, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, and then... I um uh, I had one more just huge lie that I've I've believed for a long time and still have to battle sometimes and uh, a lie that I see a lot of other women believe in terms of relationships and that is um, the lie that your best is waiting to be found in the ultimate romantic relationship. Mm. No. <laughs> Let me just strike that. Let me delete that. So wrong. (laughs) So wrong. (laughs) Um, And I I say this with so much passion because I have been the girl that was in serious, committed relationships with with different men for six consecutive years. And, And that's part of, I believe, what God had been teaching me before I started Worthy Soot is that, hey, Felicia, like, Marriage is not the end-all, be-all goal. Um, If you remain single for the rest of your life, you are just as loved and you can have just as much of a fulfilling life as you could if you were married. 
and there are um, both are a gift. And I was striving so hard for the approval and the admiration of of men. And God was like, you this is how you live your life in bondage. This is how you end up settling for less than what I want to give you. Mm. So, yeah, that is a, a huge lie that I think a lot of women buy into. I will just piggyback on that super quickly because um, def- we'll have to maybe do another part two to this. But <laughs> I can definitely relate to what you were saying as far as trying to find your identity in a relationship. And I didn't learn that until many years after. But one thing is that you are complete, like you are whole all by yourself. Like you don't need anybody else to complete you. So when you date somebody, when you get married to someone, that's a partnership. You are um, contributing to each other, your assets to one another, like you bring out the best, you know, but that person is not meant to complete you again with this whole identity thing. Like your identity is not found in them. Your identity is found in Christ. And I found that like relationships are kind of like a triangle. I don't know if you've seen this, but like you're, you're here on the same level, but as you both chase after God, like you will automatically be drawn towards each other. Um, But God ultimately being at the center of your relationship is what's going to make all the difference. That's so good. Yeah, that's such a great way to look at it. And I feel like I can I can never get tired of hearing <laughs> of hearing that. Um, it's yeah. such a good reminder to stay focused on what's the most important. And when your priority is that focus is on God, everything else won't necessarily, it's not going to be easy, but it will fall into place. God will take care of you. A hundred percent. Yeah. And the last step (laughs) of how to practically live in your worth looks like um, taking steps of faith. So taking action. And I like that. (laughs) Thanks. I feel like people miss this step. So I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I I, um, had done a poll a while ago on Worthy Soot and was asking, like, what stage of of identity are people in? And Mm. I had um, four different stages. And the first stage was, why why does my identity even matter? Why does it matter if I know who I am? Um, The second one was knowing. Um, Do you know that you are Christ's, but struggle to believe. And the third one was, do you believe that you are Christ's, but struggle to live it out? And the last, uh, at the last phrase was, do you um, know and believe, but struggle to actually live that out? And, and so that's why I included this, um, this step to take, take steps of faith to take action because um, action comes from knowing and believing. When you can get everything you know about God down to your heart and actually believe that, and not only believe that, but say, okay, now I can take imperfect steps of action 
forward. I can pursue God and I know that I'm going to mess up and I know that I'm going to sin, but I know that my father loves me. I know that God has covered my sin, that he has paid the price um, to free me from that, to restore a relationship with him. And when I am taking those steps in faith, I'm being I'm becoming like Christ. My my identity right. is already rooted in him, but I am seeing a life where I am becoming even more like him, which is such a beautiful journey. I really love that. And I like how you said steps of faith, you know, like action steps, because like I said, I feel like a lot of people leave this part out. And, you know, the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. So Amen. can have all the faith in the world. You can believe as hard as you want, but if you don't match some action to that faith, to that belief, then your works aren't going to do you any good. So I think that's crucial because for a long time, even in my personal life, I struggled to move my feet, so to speak. Like I struggled to put any action and I didn't, I felt almost paralyzed. Like I didn't know what to do. And when I would try to seek advice, um, people would tell me, you know, and the intention was good and there's truth to what they were saying, but there is more to it. So people would always tell me, you know, God's got you, God's gonna provide for you, just pray about it, just sit and wait. God is gonna reveal himself to you, which is all truth, right? Like God. We, there are moments where we need to sit before the Lord and just pray and sit in stillness and seek his voice. Um, you know, prayer is powerful, but there was the action part that I was missing. I wasn't doing anything to seek him further when all along God is just saying, use what you have in front of you. Like that's part of where this podcast comes from because I know that there's a deeper calling. I know that there's a greater purpose for all of this, but I don't know what that is yet. So until he reveals it to me or until I figure it out, I'm going to use what I have, which is this podcast and bring dope women like you <laughs> onto the podcast to drop all of these nuggets and gems to help transform people's lives. Is this the end goal? Absolutely not. But this is my work of putting my faith into action, knowing that it's going to develop into something bigger. So I guess for maybe someone that feels stuck and you're like, I don't know what to do, like use what you have in front of you. Who can you bless that's in your sphere of influence? Who can you, um, you know, talk to? You know, what does that look like? If you're really good at singing, like sing to, you know, sing on videos, like record yourself, post them, like maybe go to the hospital and sing to people that, you know, need some light in their life. So I love that you put this last step of like walking it out imperfectly because it's never pretty. We never have it all together. But the point is to move in that direction. And I love how you said like in that journey is how we become more like Christ. You know, God isn't looking for perfection. He's looking for obedience. He's looking for a willing heart. Um, and as long as we're willing to just move our feet and go forward, um, I think that is when our greatest blessings um, 
where they stem from, where they come from. And he's able to use us in ways that we didn't even imagine, right? Right. Yeah, and and what you said so so good. Um, uh, action brings clarity, and so when yeah. you are, um, I think. Uh, so I don't know if you know who Jordan Lee Dooley is. Um, yes, I do. Yeah, and she's the one who said um, action brings clarity, and that's something that's really stuck with me, um, and something that you were mentioning and touching on, which is so important, is that. Yeah. By you starting this podcast and you um, interviewing people and bringing people on to speak wisdom and, and you um, speaking into that, too. I love I love that you're so interactive because sometimes you people bring someone on and it's just them. And to me, this is so much more fun. This is um, because I don't have all the wisdom. I don't have all the answers um, my experience is not the end all be all. Um, it's so much more impactful when you bring women together and you say, okay, how, how are you living in truth? Um, and how are you living in truth? And how does that all come together and fit together based on what God's word says? Um, how does that fit into ultimately his truth? So right. I love, I love that you're, you're taking imperfect steps. Yes, girl. They are like super wobbly, like baby <laughs> giraffe, <laughs> like all over the place, but we're moving. And it just reminds me of that verse in the Bible that talks about, um, you know, that we're all parts of the body, right? We all have different um, gifts, unique gifts and functions and purposes. And it was like the hand doesn't ask to be a foot. Or the nose doesn't think, like, I wish I was an ear. Like, all of them are important. Even the pinky toe. Check this out. We live in downtown Orlando, like, very close by. So we walked um, there. And I had these shoes on. And the shoes gave me a blister on my pinky toe. Let me tell you <laughs> how painful this blister was. And it reminded me, again, this like, this past week, God was like, if there's anyone that thinks like, I'm just a pinky toe, like you can get rid of me and there's no purpose, let your pinky toe get hurt. Stub that little thing on the foot of the bed board or whatever and like <laughs> see how bad you scream. Like everything, every part of the body holds a purpose. And even if you think that it's the least significant, there's a reason for it to be there. And I think for women, uniting like there's so much power in that and you can relate to different people's stories so if you're a hand you can probably help someone else that is like a hand you know like that's similar to you that went through something similar to what you went through and you can help guide them you know personality wise like someone is going to be attracted to you because of how you carry yourself you know the kind of person that you are so I think that kind of all ties in together of um, just, you know, not comparing, but um, honing into your uniqueness and what God has created you for. That's so good. Yeah, it, it all matters. And that's part of owning your worth. Um, yes. It's a huge part of owning your worth is realizing that what I'm doing, whether I am speaking on a podcast in front of people or I am laying down on my bed bawling my eyes out 
trying to read my Bible can't really see through all the tears. Like both of those things matter. And both of those things, um, uh, it, it's just as important that your day-to-day life, the things that you do in your day-to-day life, your prayer life, how you talk to God, are you moving closer to him? Are you moving into alignment with him based off what he says in his word? Um, and, and it, it matters. It's yeah. so important. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I always, with the raw network, you know, this women's network that I helped create, you know, we did an event where it was about loving yourself. So how would your life change? Um, How would you live differently if you loved yourself the way God loves you? If you saw yourself the way God sees you, how would you act? What would change? Because I think a lot of the lies that we believe, it's like, who told you that? Where did that come from? Because that's not truth. And I think that is crucial in this journey of getting to know who God is and finding our identity in him is replacing those lies with truth and that truth found in God's word. So super critical to, like we said earlier, spend time with our creator, spend time with God. um, And he will start, you know, to work in those dark spaces yes and it's it's so important to um i've said this before i think we treat god like he's a gas station and so well when we're low on fuel when we are not doing well when things are hard we drive up to the gas station we're like okay quick like let's stamp a, a Bible verse fill on me up. mirror. Yeah. Fill me up really quick. Um, let's do this so I can move on and be okay. Yeah. And um, God calls us to so much more than that. He's like, I like, don't bring your empty car to me. Uh, uh-uh. like <laughs> I'm sitting in the passenger seat with you. Like I am yeah. continually filling you up. I am talking with you. I am in community with you. Um, this is, this is not a one stop every couple weeks every couple days um he wants to have intimacy with us he wants to be in prayer with us he wants to know what we're going through and it is so dang important to (laughs) keep taking steps towards him even in our thought life our prayer life um all of that a hundred percent so i want to i guess wrap up with this final question Um, Maybe you gave us some really, really great practical tips of what to do practically and daily on how to live in your worth, right? How to um, really just embrace that. So what is maybe some encouragement that you have for someone that's in that space, that they are worthy, that God does see value in them, but they are having a hard time seeing it within themselves? What... um, piece of encouragement do you have for them? Yeah, wow, what a great question. Um, I think something that has really hit deep for me recently um, is I have this little posted note <laughs> and it Ooh. says Exodus fourteen fourteen. it says the Lord will fight for you, you need only to be still. And that's Exodus 14, 14. And I actually put that on my makeup mirror. It's usually taped there. And every morning I wake up, I just 
um, read that. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I think you, you take that into your day-to-day life. Um, when you're going through, when you've just had a really hard conversation with someone, when you are, ha- you came from an argument with your spouse, you came from an argument with your, your boyfriend, you came from an argument with your best friend, um, and you are feeling super defeated, super down, to sit there and instead of going straight to like, I'm pissed at them, this is how I feel, or how do I figure this out, or how am I going to get through this, instead of thinking about all, all the things that could fix it, Go to the person um, who is the source of life. And that person is God. And he says that he will fight for you. And the only thing you need to do is know that, believe that, to sit there in that truth and to say, okay, I don't need to figure everything out right now. I don't need to have this all nailed down. I don't need to have a step-by-step perfect thing laid out in front of me I can sit here and remember that the Lord is fighting for me that he's working all things together for my good for his glory that this is not the end and that this is a piece of the story that he is weaving into ultimately his story yeah for sure that was so so good and I think something that spoke so strongly to my spirit was like stop trying to fix it on your own. Instead of trying to fix it by yourself, go to the one who can fix it, to the one, like you said, to the source of life. You know, have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it, right? Have you yes. prayed about it as much as you've posted about it? Um, Convicting. <laughs> right, like just slap in the face. <laughs> like go run to the one who as chaotic as it seems, still holds the world in his hands um, and let him guide and direct your steps. That was super, super great. I love that, Felicia. Thank you. So for all of our listeners, um, where can they find you if they want to be part of the Worthy Soot tribe? How can they find you and be a part of that? Yes. So I am on worthysoot.com. That's my website. And you can find me. I'm super active on Instagram. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but um, the handle is just worthysoot, worthy, S-O-O-T. Yeah. And yeah, come follow me. Come hang out. Come join the family. Love, Love meeting new people. Yes, make sure to send her a message. Let her know that you are watching this and listening to this episode. Um, she would be more than happy to invite you into her Worthy Soot family. Yes. Um, thank you so much, Felicia, for um, coming to my table, right? <laughs> for yeah. coming and sitting with me and just sharing your heart. Thank you, Lauren. So honored. To all of you that are watching and listening, thank you so much for being here. We hope that this conversation um, blessed you. We hope that our words um, were inspiring and provided value. Um, If you have questions, if you find yourself in that place of, you you know, you can't see your worth, if you're struggling with that today, um, I encourage you not to 
go through this by yourself. Feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to me or Felicia um, or maybe you know someone closer in your circle, but just know that you don't have to do this alone. Um, life was meant to do together. So we are thankful for you guys. We love you. We hope that this blessed you. And until the next time, I'll talk to you soon.